Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace. Strengthening the Saints against Islam's assault on North America. Well, thank you for joining us here today at Fortress of Faith. This is Tom Wallace with Sharam Hadian. And uh, today, Sharam, we're going to kind of um, put our listeners through a classroom. Uh, we're going to go through the glossary of terms of Islam. And now the reason why we're going to do this is because the old military strategist said it well, Sun Tzu. He said, know thine enemy. You know, mm-hmm. and the more we understand about Islam, and Islam is an enemy to the ways of the West. Islam means submission, means surrender. And um, one of the big value systems that we have here in the West because of our Christian faith is freedom. The truth will set you free. And, uh, and we have the freedom to choose. Uh, but Islam, they take away that freedom. And so Islam is an enemy to the value system of us here in the West and also an enemy to Christianity. Uh, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to, to figure that one out, you know. And so, right. so we're, we're going to get into Islam a little deeper here today. And, um, and let me introduce our listeners uh, to my co-host, Sharam Hadian, in case you're new to the program. First of all, about myself, I'm a former missionary uh, overseas. I uh, spent 29 years of my life in Europe, and I grew up and uh, ministered around Muslims in Europe. And, uh, and that got me acquainted with Islam. Uh, Sharam, you're a former Muslim from Iran, uh, uh, coming out of Iran uh, in 1979 when the Ayatollah was taking over power. Coming to America, you found Christ. Now you're a Christian pastor, and uh, we're exposing America and Christians to the dangers of Islam. And the best way to do it is to get you educated about what it really teaches. And so I developed a... um, you know, a, uh, a glossary of terms. Uh, Shram, oh man, when I got started studying Islam many, many years ago, I would have given my hind teeth for something like this. You know, right. just a basic breakdown of, uh, you know, some of the words that they use and also a pronunciation guide, how to say these words. I mean, I don't know how long I went around saying uh, uh, hadith <laughs> instead, of, uh, <laughs> instead of the hadith. And, and, and different things like that. And, and even though I knew these things, I sounded ignorant, you know, because I didn't know <laughs> how you say these things. And so anyhow, um, Shram, once you get us started, there's a, what, I've got 56 things here. And it's not exhaustive, folks, in any way, but um, it covers what I think are the essential things that Islam uh, says and does and helps us understand these things a little bit better. Right. And uh, so, Shram, you know, what, what, what's your take on this? Well, Tom, I I totally agree with you, uh, and I think it's very important for our listeners to understand that, as you said, we have to understand our enemy. We have to understand those that we're dealing. And as Christians, we have to understand that as we're trying to also rescue Muslims and engage Muslims with the gospel of Jesus Christ as somebody did with me, that it's important to understand um, the terminology of the Muslim, of, of what they believe, and so often we don't know what the terms are, uh, or we're seeing now terms used in our media, like number one on our list that we're going to cover in a minute, and yet we're given misinformation. 
So, so number one on our list, Tom, is Allah Akbar. Many of our listeners have heard Allah Akbar, and yet they're told, oh, it just means God is good, or uh, it just means a generic term for God. Well, no, Allah Akbar, and the way that the Muslims pronounce it, uh, and usually you watch that when Muslims get very frenzied, if you watch any kind of a jihadist video, you'll notice that the more frenzied they get, the more um, ritualistic they are, uh, the more they say it, the louder they say it, the more guttural they say it, the more angry they get. And you go, why is that? Because it's like an incantation. It's like someone saying a spell over and over and over again. There's a spiritual aspect to it. And Allah Akbar, which is number one on our list, means Allah is the greatest. He is the highest. So if a Muslim says, oh, we can pray with a non-Muslim, and you pray to your God and I pray to my God, they're okay with that as long as their God is number one, as long as, as, long as Allah is the highest. And so um, we've been given a lot of propaganda by people in our government, in the media, even 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 missionaries, who will say uh, Allah is the, it's just, it means God is good. And, Tom, as you know, um, in the debate that we're having now with missionaries, on this dialogue of how they believe, some believe now that Allah is the same as Jehovah God, which of course we know is completely false. That is not the case. Um, I've had missionaries that are now shouting Allah Akbar, and they're just saying, oh, we're just praising Jehovah. And I'm going, excuse me? No, you're not. You are praising the enemy. You are praising Satan, because we know where Allah comes from. So there's my take on the very first one on the list, and I know we have many more to go through, and we won't get through all of them today, obviously, but it's exhaustive. We'll put the notes on the, the note page of the website. Uh, and I agree with you. This, this is a hot item. This is, to me, this is something that I think every listener would want to get in their hand. I'd encourage them to print it out and get it out there and be able to use it so they can understand Islam. Yeah, folks, we're going to have that on our website at fortressoffaith.org, and you can print that for free. Um, you know, the, we're not going to sell this. Uh, we want this information out. Now, if you want a copy of today's broadcast as we, you know, break these things down, well, that costs us then money to, you know, uh, make the CD and send that to you. And so there is a charge for that. But, um, uh, yeah, this glossary is something I uh, produce for our uh, soul-winning program that we teach it's uh, Engaging Muslims with the Gospel. It's a four-hour course. We're tweaking it, turning that into a three-hour course. But um, uh, anyhow, this is uh, uh, number two in the glossary, uh, ayah. And ayah, it, that simply means verse. So when you're uh, saying in the Quran, turn to Surah 5, ayah 3, you're saying Surah meaning chapter, ayah meaning verse. So Surah 5, ayah 3. Chapter 5, verse 3. So, um, I, uh, that's what that, and, and what we're really teaching you is a little bit of Arabic here, okay? And uh, now, uh, Bismillah. Oh, there we go. Uh, that's another, that's another yeah. uh, incantation often that Muslims will use. Yep. They'll repeat this again and again and again. And this is, um, this particular saying, uh, it, let me give you the English. It says, in the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful. And this phrase precedes every chapter, every surah in the Quran, except for one. 
And that's chapter 9, which is the last chapter of the Quran. Even though there's 114 chapters, chapter 9 was the last one written. And it's missing the Bismillah. But uh, 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 Shram, uh, tell us uh, what happened uh, with the Bismillah. It found its way into the White House here uh, this year. Tell us about that. It did. And just really quickly, Tom, if I can pick up on your, your... I'm so glad you mentioned that about the Surah 9, chapter 9. Because all of a sudden in chapter 9, Allah is no longer gracious and merceful, is he? No. <laughs> he, he, all of a sudden, he's, he lost that part of him. But the Bismillah, which, which is, of course, the, they're praising Allah, is a term that is about sanctification. So as we would pray as Christians, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, as we would pray the Lord's Prayer, hallowed be your name, you know, uh, that, that's what their prayer is. And those, our listeners may remember the story of Bo Bergdahl, the, the soldier who was, uh, went AWOL in Afghanistan. We covered the story a while back about how uh, he was captured for four years. Well, if they remember his father and his mother, there was a press conference at the White House that President Obama had, invited the parents when they had supposedly done the prisoner swap. Well, I want to remind our listeners that even now the State Department has admitted that there was no prisoner swap, that the five Taliban, the top senior officials of the Taliban that we released were released five days before they ever negotiated the release of Bo Bergdahl. Then the father of Bo Bergdahl, his name is Bob Bergdahl, he had converted to Islam. He shows up at the White House with the full Islamic beard and the Islamic uh, uh, outfit. He stands out there and says, oh, uh, if you, if you uh, will allow me, I'm going to speak to my son in, in a language that he can understand the Pashtu because of the fact that he's been in captivity for four years, and apparently he's forgotten to speak English after four years, which I found uh, suspicious. But Tom, he doesn't speak in Pashtu because Pashtu is very similar to Farsi in Iran, and if he had spoken Pashtu, I would have understood it, because I can understand Pashtu. He says the Bismillah. He says in Arabic, in the name of Allah, the most gracious and most merciful. And what that means is, he was sanctifying that ground. He was saying, this ground, this White House, this belongs to Allah. And if our listeners want to go on YouTube and watch the video they can see that President Obama has a big smile on his face when Bob Bergdahl prays the Bismillah on the lawn of the White House. This man sanctified the White House. Obama smiles when he's doing it. Come on, that's got to tell you something. But that's what the Bismillah means. It's a sanctification to say things belong to Allah. He is superior. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for going into the depth of that, Sharon, because I think our listeners need to be reminded of of what happened there. Well, folks, we're going to have to stop here, but tomorrow when we come back, we'll continue more on the glossary terms of Islam. Well, before we close, let me share this with you. We have reached 5,000 followers on Facebook, and uh, we've reached a, a wonderful milestone. And uh, thank you for many of you who have gone to our page and hit that like button. When you do, then you get our uh, our articles that we uh, put on Facebook, and uh, you can keep informed uh, if you'll hit that like button. So go to Fortress of Faith Radio on Facebook, and you'll find us there. And uh, you'll find today that I have uploaded this uh, recent story. President Obama has just recently released a statement 
saying that he does not see the Muslim Brotherhood as a terrorist organization. He says that there's not enough evidence. Well, this is interesting because uh, Egypt has declared the Muslim Brotherhood a terrorist organization. Um, We find that the uh, Saudis have done so. The United Arab Emirates have done so. They've even gone as far to say that CARE, the Council on American Islamic Relations, which is a front group, a crony group of the Muslim Brotherhood, they have CARE on their terrorist list. Uh, We find Britain is, um, uh, you know, stopping the Muslim Brotherhood uh, from their operating in 60 different um, charities, pseudo-charities over there, and even operating a television station. They're shutting that down. Uh, We find that uh, the FBI has linked them with terrorism, with raising funds, sending it over. And um, it was Eric Holder that stopped the prosecution of that of that case. But the FBI has found documents of their intention to overthrow the American government. Uh, this is uh, CARE we're talking about, which is the Muslim Brotherhood operating here in America. So there's a tremendous amount of evidence, but the president refuses to say that it is a terrorist organization. Uh, this mounting evidence shows us that our president uh, continues to live in a fantasy world, and he's putting our nation at great risk. And another part of this story is this. A petition was given in July of 2013 uh, to require uh, or to ask the president to call the Muslim Brotherhood a terrorist organization. Based on the evidence, over 100,000 signatures were gathered. The, the White House has 30 days to respond. It took him 16 months to give us a response, and this is the response. Fooey on you. No, you're not going to get what you want here. I'm going to continue with my agenda. Well, folks, that's what we have, and we're going to keep an eye on it. Thank you for tuning in. Plan to join us again tomorrow.